you have to understand if you're not generating consistent leads Mm -hmm. that then lead into consistent revenue in your business where you can grow and scale, it's going to be a really, really tough time for you. So you should be omnipresent, but you need to pick a specific focus of where your business leads and revenue are going to come from. And for me, it's always been and will be LinkedIn. Hey, babe, welcome to the Sales and Social Podcast. I'm so freaking excited that you are here with me today. Are you ready to simplify your sales and learn to sell in a way that feels good, but also brings you in more consistent cash? If you find yourself feeling like you're doing all the things on social media, but it's not converting, you feel like you have inconsistent cash months, but you desire more reoccurring revenue, and you just want to sell in a way that feels good without feeling salesy and also have a lot of fun on your journey to entrepreneurship, you are in the right place. Hey, I'm Jillian. I'm your sales queen and your soon-to-be podcast BFF. 22 years in the corporate sales space, losing my job during the pandemic, having no freaking idea what I was going to do, but knowing that I had a God-given talent for sales, I quickly shifted to the online space, where I have not only been able to grow my own personal business from zero to 500K in just 18 months with nothing more than a Zoom link, a paper planner, and a whiteboard, I've helped hundreds and hundreds of others scale their businesses, and explode their sales. So grab your beverage of choice, a pen and a paper if you're anything like me, and let's dive into today's juicy episode. What's up, babes? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited today because I have the one and only Scott Aaron here today. And if you do not know Scott Aaron, you are absolutely going to want to. He is the LinkedIn expert and sales guru. So Scott, welcome to the show today. Well, Jillian, it's an honor and privilege to be here. And I know you you were an amazing guest on my podcast and, and happy to be here with your, your community doing the same thing. Thank you so much. So let's dive right in because obviously this is a sales podcast and people want all the nuggets when it comes to sales. So let's talk about why you are so into LinkedIn when it comes to sales. Yeah. So for me, I've been in sales for uh, almost 26 years now, and I was on the brick and mortar side. I owned a couple of different health clubs. I was a personal trainer, sports nutritionist. So I was, you know, from a very young age, I started at 19 selling personal training packages, selling gym memberships. But what I realized as I got older, you know, people would always ask, you know, how do you keep, you know, signing people up? And it was, it was a joke. If I was the one giving the tour of the gym, they weren't leaving without signing up. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. And when I, when I kind of rewind the tape and go back, each tour that I gave of the gym was different because I would ask, you know, what are you looking for? And depending upon the person's answer, you know, I would direct them to exactly what they wanted. So I wouldn't show them things that they weren't going to like check those boxes. Yeah. As I got into the, the online space in 2013, so almost 10 years ago, I was looking to expand my business online. And as you know, the, the normal progression goes, I started with Facebook and Instagram, but what I really found was it was almost like that, that sandbox that I'd been playing in my entire life. It was a mirror of my childhood, my high school days, college, you know, even post-college. And I, I wanted to develop new relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was towards the end of 2014 and I was at a sales conference it was all about, you know, creating connection and, you know, creating more sales in your business and, and scaling and how to do that. 
And the gentleman who was hosting the event brought all of these, these people on stage that were all, I mean, just killing it in the online space. And it was interesting. He asked every one of them the same question. And the question was, how many conversations are you having each week? Oh, that's good. And they were all answering. And then the bigger question was, how many conversations can you estimate you've had to have to get to where you are? Mm-hmm. And the smallest number that I heard as a response from the people that were being interviewed was around 5,000 conversations. Now, my first thought was, oh, shit, I'm in trouble because. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm on Facebook and there's only, you're only allowed 5,000 quote unquote friends right. and no human has the capacity for 5,000 friendships. It's just not how we're made up. Yeah. So I was starting to think, okay, where can I go to have the needle of that aspect of my business moving in the right direction? And I remember, you know, LinkedIn. Now I had signed up for it much like a lot of people that are listening to this podcast right now back in like 2009, because you probably got some sort of email that, you know, this platform's out there, get your business on there. So I signed up and basically it collected dust for five years. So I logged back in towards the end of 2014 and I'm like, wow, this is completely different. So I, I changed my profile around to reflect more of what I was doing at the time, which I wasn't pivoting out of health and wellness at the time. I was pivoting more into online wellness coaching business growth strategies, that kind of stuff. So I started connecting and messaging. And within about, I would say four weeks, I was averaging about 30 to 35 calls a week. And it was you, like you were actually doing them. Yeah, I was on there. I I would spend, you know, in between my personal training sessions, I would run into my office. I would log on to LinkedIn. I would send out some connections. I would send some messages and I would just start booking calls. And in between sessions, I would run back to my office, get people on the phone and my business started to really grow and scale. So it was kind of like one of those, those light bulb moments. I reached out to a couple of friends of mine that were also in the space. And I said, listen, you got to get on LinkedIn. I'm like, this, this, this is a gold mine. No one's talking about it. No one's teaching it. Everyone's still, you know, you know, using Facebook and Instagram. And I think this could be a game changer. So of what I knew at the time, I told a couple of friends of mine what they need to do. One in particular, about two weeks after I told him what to do, he texted me and he said, you got to call me. So I called him and I said, what's up? And he goes, listen, dude, I don't know what you figured out, but those tips that you gave me a few weeks ago, he goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, you should be teaching this. I said, what do you mean I should be teaching this? He goes, this could help so many business owners. You know, this is a duplicatable process. And I'm like, okay. That's so, duplicatable. Yep. So I remember I was in my, I was in my, my one bedroom studio and I was online Googling like how to record video and share. And this is 2014 yeah. and Zoom had just come out. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Zoom to my laptop and I remember like, I didn't know about angles. So I, I know people <laughs> can't see this, but like my camera was like this, you know, it was looking straight up at the beams in my kitchen. And I basically just recorded myself on these, these little 10 minute videos kind of mm-hmm. going through my daily order of operation on LinkedIn. And I started selling the videos for $57 mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to sell them. So right. you didn't really know what you were doing. You just like threw it out there. The initial stages, I actually uploaded all the videos into a Google drive file. Mm-hmm. And if someone was interested, 
I downloaded an app called Square to my phone. I would take their payment over the phone and then I would get their email address and I would give shared access to this Google Drive file. Mm-hmm. This is this is how like ancient things were and, mm-hmm. and how far things have come just in the last eight years. But also what I'm hearing is like you just took like radical fucking action. You were just like, I'm just going to go. I don't even care. Well, I've always been that way where like going back to the gym days, I remember, you know, my dad always remembers this one story where it was the beginning of the summer. And I said, dad, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to get some, you know, increased in sales today. So I went onto the computer and I made up this flyer one day, only $99 for three months for the summer. And, you know, where our, our first gym was, it was in the heart of Philadelphia in an area called old city. So it was a lot of walking traffic. It was just like a neighborhood gym, you know, huge apartment complexes. And I just took one of the stools from our juice bar and I put it out in front of the door and I just started handing out flyers to anybody that walked by. And I ended up getting 30 people to sign up that day. So it was an extra $3,000 worth of sales just from doing that. So it's that self-intuitiveness where I'm like, okay, no one's going to do this for me. I have to do it myself. Now, I ended up around the same time uh, I was working with a business coach and he had heard about what I was doing. And he said, listen, I'd love for you to come on my podcast. Now, again, this is about eight and a half years ago. So his podcast was actually run through 1-800-conference-calling.com. If anybody remembers that. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And back in the day. So, you know, you would log into this long ass number and it would say the meeting host is about to start the recording and you have to punt, you have to remember, like you have to like write down 1700 like 13 numbers, numbers punch them in. Yep. hit pound. So I ended up going on this, this live podcast, but also recording And he was asking me all these questions. So at that point, I started really digging into all the inner workings of LinkedIn demographic wise, you know, who are the types of people that were using it? So I was spitting out all these, these facts. And my mom always told me, and she still does, she goes, facts are friendly. So I always try to provide factual information instead of just blowing smoke. So here was the interesting thing that happened is after I got off that call, I went to check my notifications on Facebook. And I had nine inboxes on my Facebook Messenger, and it was people asking, how can I hire you? How can I work with you? Can you teach me LinkedIn? And every one of these calls that I would get on, they're like, can I pay you to teach me how to use LinkedIn? I'm like, you're going to pay me to teach you how to use LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. So just to show you how far I've come, I, I was charging like $250 for like four sessions, which to me, you know, that was a lot of money to me because- you know, I was making, you know, $80 an hour personal training. Now I was, I was three Xing the investment. So for me, I'm like, holy shit, like this is, this is amazing. Yeah. So like I'm a baller all of a sudden. Yeah. Like I was, I was making like, you know, I would make a thousand dollars in a day and, and it was just, it was really, really cool. So word started to spread. And I realized that I had to get a little bit more serious about that. So again, I'll, I'll dive into that. But what I realized is that LinkedIn was that that missing piece for a lot of business owners. And, and my wife always yells at me because I never talk about it enough that there's different branches to our business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's your marketing branch, there's your visibility branch, there's your social media branch, but then there's your lead generation and sales branch, mm-hmm. which obviously you speak the same language that I do. Mm-hmm. that's how you create revenue in a business. Now, that is not to say that you can't create sales 
on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. People are doing it all the time. Mm -hmm. But for me, if you are a business owner and your ideal client is a business professional, Mm-hmm. where you're providing a business type of service, you know, a coaching program, a course, a mastermind, consulting, and it's a high ticket mm-hmm. offering. You're going to want to spend time on LinkedIn because I let people know that when you can really solidify the sales and consistent qualified lead generation arm of your business, you are going to grow and scale faster than you can imagine. I had a client you know, just the other day, a few weeks ago, closed a $75,000 deal. Mm -hmm. I had a client that I worked with about two years ago, six months after we worked together, he closed the largest deal in his company's history around a $300,000 deal. Mm -hmm. But in the year and a half after he worked with me, he closed $1.5 million worth of business from LinkedIn. So it's one of those platforms that if you use it, it works. Mm -hmm. The only time LinkedIn really doesn't work is if you're expecting an instant gratification type thing where you're not getting results after a couple of weeks or even a couple of months. You're like, well, I give up. I'm done. I'm just going to go back to what I was doing before. The people that succeed the most are the ones that play the consistency game. Another client that I worked with, we started working together about nine months ago and he was making about two to $4,000 a month in his business. He's now making three to $4,000 a week in his business. And it's only been in probably the last, I would say three or four months that that happened. So the first four or five months of laying the infrastructure and groundwork of what he needed to do on LinkedIn, but it's that hockey stick effect where if you lay a hockey stick down, it's a very, very long straight line. And then all of a sudden you have that, what's called a tipping point where it just shoots straight up. So that's why I really I'm passionate about this, Mm -hmm. where I tell people, you don't have to abandon what you're doing on social media right now. You don't have to abandon your Facebook group or your Facebook present or your Instagram reels or your TikTok dances, whatever you're doing, that's fine. But you have to understand if you're not generating consistent leads Mm -hmm. that then lead into consistent revenue in your business where you can grow and scale it's going to be a really, really tough time for you. So you should be omnipresent, but you need to pick a specific focus of where your business leads and revenue are going to come from. And for me, it's always been and will be LinkedIn. Who is LinkedIn not for? So I got I got a lot of people listening to this podcast. I got health coaches, I got realtors, I got sales coaches, I got mindset coaches. And all of the people that you've worked with, who would you say like, you know what? If you're a health coach, it's probably not for you. If you're a sales coach, get your ass on LinkedIn. <laughs> who's, who's it for and who's it not for? Because I'll be honest, like I'm not even on LinkedIn. And I'm yeah. listening to this and I'm like, I need to get my ass on it. So I would say the people that it's not for are, I would say, product-based businesses. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling a physical good, like you're like selling, candle, ju- a t-shirt. selling okay. journals, you're selling, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, when you're selling, when you're in the... I would say the product delivery space, Mm -hmm. you're best suited for Facebook and Instagram because it's a lower ticket item where you can create high volume if you're running Facebook or Instagram ads. If you're in a higher ticket item where you have a course, you do consulting, you do coaching, you do group mentorship, Mm -hmm. then you're going to want to leverage LinkedIn to your best ability. So 
I would say even photographers, it's a great thing for because everyone's looking for, for professional headshots or business type photos. But if you're that person that has a physical product like t-shirts and that kind of thing, you know, doing drop shipping is going to be a better fit. But if you're listening to this, Nancy and I typically work most with real estate professionals, business coaches and consultants, course creators, mastermind owners, insurance brokers, financial service professionals, people that have high value offerings Mm -hmm. that have a high ticket offering on the back end. Because again, the, the, the simple notion and the way that I describe this to people is on LinkedIn, that the ultimate goal that I have for people is not to book 25 calls a week because that equals to me overwhelm. What I typically like to really voice to people is first and foremost, the number one goal that you want to ramp up to is booking one new call a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. So just five new calls a week. That's it. Now in the sales game, if you can book five calls a week, month after month, that's 20 calls a month. Now, it's also like you feel better because you're not stressed out all the time. Like what's coming next? You all, you know, that you have a ton of people in your pipeline. And keeping your pipeline full. So here's the interesting thing. At the time that we're recording this, we just opened the doors to our year-long mastermind called Expert Authority. The doors are closed now. But backstory, the day before we opened the doors where it's called cart open. Yeah. We actually pre-sold eight of the 10 spots for the mastermind. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is all eight of those people that pre-signed up were not even a part of the workshop that we were doing that launched into it. They were warm bodies that we stayed in touch with. So it's that long game approach. So it is a numbers game, but it's a quality versus quantity. So if you can picture in your head, mm-hmm. booking five calls a week, 20 calls a month, and just for numbers purposes, if if you only close 10%, yep. 10%, I'm not saying- like, guys, it's not 100%. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't have to be like a superstar closer. You close 10%, that's two new sales a month. Now, if you have a high ticket offering, and you're selling a five thousand hour coaching package. That's an extra ten grand a month. Yeah, you compound that. You guys, that's five k. That's and you compound it over a year. It's an extra sixty to eighty thousand dollars a year. And and again, as your your closing skills get better, mm-hmm. it's going to increase. You may get you know twenty percent closing rate, which means you're closing four sales a month. So. It takes so much off. Like the, the weight of the world is not on your shoulders anymore. Because I would say the most stress-causing aspect of growing a business, whether it's new or existing, is creating new sales. Because that person is always like, you know, where where are my new sales going to come from? And this is truth and, and, and honesty. You know, Nancy and I have never done Facebook ads ever. I've never, now, ran, we, I've never ran a single ad. We've done small ads to give visibility for maybe a free workshop that we were doing. But as far as gaining high ticket clientele, not once. Mm-mm. Everything that we've done and continue to do is off of our warm market, building warm exposure. And it's it's that just reach out and touch methodology where if someone is not ready now, they may be ready later. And true story, 
of those eight people that I mentioned that pre-signed up for our year-long mastermind, five of the eight said, you reached out to me at the perfect time. Yeah. And you're going to hear that. So you can't wait for people to reach out to you. And this is the other thing. Everyone's like, oh, my content is so good. You know, I'm going to post something. Your content's not good, guys. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to reach out to me. And they're going to be like, here's my money. No, you have to make sure that you have to do your due diligence to reach out and touch new people each and every day, build a relationship, build a rapport. No one buys anything from anyone or invests in anyone that they don't know, like, and trust. And I gave this analogy the other day on a workshop that I did, be the iPhone or be the Android of what you do, right? So if you think about you know, cellular phone services, there's two main services. There's either Camp Android or Camp iPhone. Yeah. And the people that are Android lovers, there is, you hate iPhones. Yeah, and the people that you're, you're right or dies. You're, that's it. You're either one or the other. So the thing is, there's something about the Android company and Apple that have built no like and trust with you where you're like, you know what? I don't care how much it costs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care what the details are. Just get me that new phone yeah. and I'll worry about the money later. You, that's what you want to be as the business owner. You want to be the iPhone or Android of what you do. So money's not the issue. It's like, how can I work with you? What's the next step? And how can we begin? Yeah, it's, it's so perfect. And you said something earlier and it was like, that was a light bulb moment for so many people. I don't think the majority of people are having the conversations that, that is it right now. If you're listening to this podcast, like that was a light bulb moment. How many conversations are you having? How many people are you actually touching? Yeah. How many calls are you actually getting on? You know, there's a lot of people that come into my world and they're like, I'm going to talk to two new people this month. You guys got to up it. You got to change it. Because again, filling that pipeline will be the game changer in everything that you do. I mean, it's, it's the game changer. Well, it's also new people. So you yeah. can only try to awaken the dead enough times where you just really just have to lay it to rest. And that's why you mentioned something about filling that pipeline. Mm-hmm. The same goes for your, your network. You're looking to grow that network. And, and the big focus that Nancy and I have had over the last two years has been growing our email list. Because again, social media, even though I teach, train, and speak on LinkedIn, there's not a talk that goes by where I don't mention you're looking to take the efforts that you are putting out on LinkedIn and getting it offline. Mm-hmm. Because social media is rented land. It is. Yeah. We don't own the rights to anything that we're doing on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, or YouTube. If people, if they, if the company wants to kick us off, they're going to kick us off. Mm-hmm. But are you building a way to communicate with people offline? And we've actually grown our email list up to 13,000 in the last two and a half years, because that's been one of our big focuses is how do we stay in touch with our potential and current clientele in the future if something happens with social media, and I'm not saying it's going to, but you own that email list. So all of your marketing efforts, all the things that you do on social media should in some way, shape or form provide such high value where the person wants something from you, whether it's a download on your website, you know, subscribing to your podcast, buying your book on Amazon, whatever intellectual property that you have that is yours, You want it to be seen and get into as many people's hands, minds, and eyes as possible so you can build that list outside so you can nurture, connect, and have that tribe of buyers always waiting for something that you're going to put out there they're going to say yes to. Because the interesting stat is you really only need 250 
raving fans. Because if you have 250 people that will buy anything that you put out there, mm-hmm. we have so many people, we have like five different programs. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's a handful of people that have every single thing we have. Any new course we launch, any just membership like, I that we, yeah. I want they're, to, they're, I, they're, they're team Scott and Nancy. They're like, they just want to be a part of the, cause they know that we under promise and we over deliver and they want to be a part of that experience. And that's another thing is that, you know, don't be all talk, be more action because your actions speak louder than words. So we don't make any promises because again, you can't promise anyone anything, especially when you're in the coaching and consulting space, because it really relies on the type of client that you're working with that's going to get the results because it is a collaboration. Absolutely. And as the coach, you're responsible for providing the resources, the tools, the tips, and the knowledge that they can then apply, take that action and get the result. But on the client side, that's why you want to be very clear and very specific about who you're working with. Because if you work with the wrong person, guess what? They're not going to get the results. And who are they going to blame? They're not going to blame themselves. They're going to blame you because they paid you the money. So you don't want to work with everyone. You want to work with those select people that are ready. That's why we interview people for our mastermind, because we want to make sure that if you're going to give us the money that you're going to invest in yourself into us, that you are going to do the work because we want people that are go-getters, that are action takers and want to achieve the things that they say when they you know, fill out that intake form so we can guide them down that success path that they truly want to go down. That's why you probably have 10 people in your mastermind versus a hundred. That's, we only want 10 people yeah, because exactly. there, there are, you know, we've been in multiple masterminds yep, and- same. You learn from those experiences Mm -hmm. and you and my wife were in a mastermind where there were hundreds of hundreds of people, hundreds of people. You can't. And of the hundreds of people, you maybe form a connection with four or five. Maybe. So for me, it's all about energy and it's all about community. So that's why even when we first launched our, our mastermind two years ago, the first time we opened the doors, we let 32 people in. And it was a big mistake because we couldn't give the the right type of energy to all 32 of those people. And then the second time that we launched it, we only took 20 people because we said, you know what, let's, that was still too much. And then we really found our sweet spot between 10 to 15 people, because again, it's going to provide you not just the bandwidth to support, but we want to get to know each and every person. Our clients become our friends. You know, I, I had my first in-person speaking event in Orlando back in September. And one of our mastermind members lived about 45 minutes from the venue where I was speaking. And, you know, he texted me and he goes, can I meet you for coffee tomorrow morning? And I said, absolutely. I'm speaking at 10. Meet me in the lobby at nine and we'll hang out for an hour before. And he did. And he goes, listen, he goes, if I was an earshot away from being able to see you and meet you in person and hang out, he goes, I was going to do it. And that's, that's the type of relationship that you want to build with your clients. And I'll go back to what I said a few minutes ago. It's always the quality over the quantity. Same you thing. don't want to work with everyone. You want to work with those select few people because the best businesses are actually built off of the backs of the people that you've gotten results for because referrals are that's like the, the golden goose right there because yeah, that yeah. guy you met for coffee is going to literally tell everyone how amazing Scott and Nancy are. 
He already referred someone to our mastermind the one time that we opened it. He's referred three one-on-one clients. Like those are your best people. And that's, you get people results, you deliver and over-deliver on your promises. Those people will shout your names from the rooftops for as long as they are in their business. And they're going to credit, not just you, what you've offered. So when someone reaches out and they're like, hey, so-and-so said, I need to talk to you because you helped them with X, Y, and Z. Now there's there's no convincing. You've built that authority where you're like, yes, I am the go-to person for X, Y, and Z. Would you like to join us on this journey? So really getting results. And that's the thing. The money that you make as a business owner is a side effect of the results and impact that you've gotten for people that have worked with you. So if you want to grow and scale, you want to make more money, get more results for the people that you're working with because they will continue to feed you people as long as you're in business. Yeah. So good. So good. Scott, what do you have going on right now? Where can my audience find you? I know you have a book out right now, which I know is incredible. Tell my audience a little bit more. Yeah. So you can find me, my website, scottaaron.net. Obviously you can find me on LinkedIn and all social media for that matter. So on LinkedIn, I actually, I do two free trainings a week, Mondays and You're Thursdays. Incredible, by the way. I always Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Between 10 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern, I always give little updates what's going on with LinkedIn, things you should and shouldn't do. And as uh, Jillian mentioned, my fifth book just came out. This is my third LinkedIn focused book. It's called the LinkedIn book for sales and marketing. It actually hit number two on the bestsellers list. Incredible. And if you're really looking, if you're wanting to l- literally nail down your specific sales and marketing side of what you do as a business owner. Uh, The book is going to be a great place to start. You can find it on Amazon. It's 99 cents for the Kindle. I think it's 14 bucks for the paperback. I'm a paperback type of person. I like the physical feel of a book. So I always recommend getting the book. I mean, the Kindle's fine, but keep yourself off of technology. You know, the, the less screens you have to look at, the better. And again, anyone that wants any help, you know, I have a free download on my website. And just remember that I don't put down any of the other social media platforms. You just have to understand how they're best used. So if you are that business owner, that your ideal client, your ideal client avatar is a business professional, you're going to want your marketing and your sales efforts literally on lockdown using and leveraging LinkedIn. And that's what I help people do. Amazing. You guys reach out to Scott, get to know him. He is absolutely incredible what he does and go buy his book. Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Jillian. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sales and Social Podcast. If today's episode has you fired up and you loved it, could you do me a huge favor and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or take a screenshot and share it on social media and don't forget to tag your business bestie. And while you're there, connect with me on the gram at the Jillian Murphy. I'm on a mission to change the mindset of sales. I want people to love sales because the reality is sales is the foundation of everything you do. It's how your business generates revenue consistently. So show up and be unapologetic about selling because once you fall in love with selling, babe, sky's the limit. So I'll catch you on the next episode, but until then, feel free to slide into my DMs because I cannot wait to get to know you better.